This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is hard sometimes, and there are many pathways in navigating the inevitable ups and downs of life. In riding these waves, I look to my yoga practice and also therapy. We all go through tough times like big life changes, periods of instability, conflict, or loss. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist entirely online, which is very convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Take the questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And if it's not the right match for you, no worries. You can change your therapist for no additional charge. Sometimes getting started in therapy is the hardest part. To make it a little bit easier, go to the link provided in the show notes or go to visit betterhelp.com slash yoga and podcast today to get 10% off your first month. Hey friends, I'd like to take a moment to thank our newest Patreons, Joanne T and Macy H. Thank you so much for your support. It really means a lot for the show. I am right now sending you two virtual hugs. I hope you can feel them. And if you would like a shout out of your own on a future episode, consider becoming a Patreon. There's great member perks. It's a good time. It's really the place you want to be. And the link to our Patreon is in the show notes. I hope you enjoy this upcoming episode. Welcome to the Yoga and Podcast. I am your host, Ashley, a yoga teacher and embodiment teacher who is living and learning and loving every day in beautiful Austin, Texas. And I am oh so curious about all things yoga and. Lately, I've been interested and I've been interviewing the people in the mind-body world who are contributing to their communities in creative and out-of-the-box ways. And today we'll explore the subject of yoga and well-being. I'm especially excited about this episode because I'll be interviewing my friend, Hannah Garland. And she is the creator and host of New Moon Wellbeing Podcast. I highly recommend you check that podcast out. She's also a very knowledgeable health coach. And we will be talking all about well-being in this broader sort of uh, East meets West holistic sense, uh, developing daily routines, kindness, and so much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode, y'all. All right, joining us on today's episode is founder of New Moon Wellbeing and host of the new podcast, New Moon Wellbeing, Hannah Garland. Hi. Hey, Hannah, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? doing? I'm doing, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So would you like to introduce yourself a little bit further to the listeners? Sure. Um, I'm Hannah Garland. (laughs) I live here in Austin, Texas. Um, Before COVID-19 hit, I was a health coach at a a health coaching and weight management program, but my passions are all about anything to do with health. So nutrition and um, what we eat and how to physically move your body in a way that feels good. And then just sort of thinking about all the things that go into being as best as we can. So 
Um, I have a blog and a web page that I do. And then I'm also, because of you, inspired by you, I'm doing a podcast now called <laughs> New Moon Wellbeing. So it's really fun and exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you're about. I love what you write about. You write about kindness and health and, and just well-being that's well-being is in a, a bigger, a larger, expansive definition than just maybe people think diet and exercise. Would you want to elaborate and maybe even define what well-being means to you? For sure. So I guess for the longest time, I thought that well-being was what I put in my body and how well I ran miles outside of whatever else I did. But I realized that there's there's just a lot more that goes into it. There's like our mental health and how we take care of our, our, our spirit and um, exercise doesn't have to be running or going to like CrossFit or whatever. It can be whatever feels good for you. So I just wanted to talk about all the concepts that sort of play into that and how we deal with day-to-day -day challenges and how to be our best. I think that's what well-being is, is feeling at peace with who we are, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so it's kind of like not just this Western approach to this, um, this kind of narrow box of what well-being is. Like when you read a magazine, mm -hmm. there's kind yeah. of these buzzwords. You're kind of this whole East and West approach of, you know, there's meditation, there's silence, stillness, there's all kinds of aspects. So how would you describe your new podcast to people who are wanting to check it out? For sure. I think um, we just get to talk a lot about different subjects that come up for us on a, on a daily basis. So one of the ones I did was about kindness and how to be more kind to others and how to be kinder to ourselves as well. Um, and then the next episode that's coming out is going to be about recovery because I believe there's a, a strong stigma around that. And I just wanted to have an open conversation about what that looks like from someone who sees it day-to-day -day happening to others, but has also experienced it themselves. So just sort of those kinds of topics. I would like to talk to you about yoga and how that plays into things too, but also just anybody who does anything that has to do with finding ourselves and creating the best versions of ourselves. That's so. wonderful. Yeah. And it sounds like some, some episodes will be interviewed. Some will just be without interviews and mm -hmm. a variety of uh, things in a very broad subject, wellness, uh, yeah. well-being. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is a yoga podcast and usually I interview yoga teachers because I happen to know a lot of yoga teachers. And so this is, this is a treat to interview someone who doesn't teach yoga, but actually uses yoga or just is a yoga student using it for uh, perhaps some, a part of well-being. Uh, mm -hmm. What is what is your personal relationship to yoga and could you define yoga for yourself personally? For sure. I, I remember growing up, my dad used to do yoga. He would close the door and he would go in, into a room and do yoga. And from an outside perspective, I just thought, 
Nah, he's just stretching. I don't know what he's talking about, but it was more than that. And he used to talk to me a lot about that. And I just sort of put it off to the side. And then I realized that a person, me as a person, I feel better. I feel like my cup is full when I do grounding practices. Wow. So I thought I would give it a try. So I, I started practicing some at-home yoga because I was embarrassed to go do it in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing yoga every day for at least 30 minutes since January. And it's been very beneficial for just sort of a good way to start my day sort of get my get my mind together but also move my body in like a, a gentle way so that I can feel my best so I can do my best and be my best for the rest of the day and it's funny because when I was co health coaching um, I had a lot of people who were struggling with feeling their best so that they could make the best decisions during the day for themselves and I always recommended yoga. I was like, this is an easy practice. You can do this at home. It feels really nice. It's not strenuous or it doesn't have to be. Um, and so I just feel like yoga is a good way to, to sort of unite your brain with your body and sort of just take a moment and be by yourself or with others, you know, <laughs> just sort of do this thing that feels really good for both your mind and your body. So, yeah. Great. And, and at the time that we're recording this, you mentioned you started in January and it's June. Mm -hmm. it sounds like you've been, I mean, this is pretty consistent stuff. Like this is halfway through the year. Um, you've been doing yeah. that and, and it's yoga with Adrian. I know you personally, so I kind of yeah. know the backstory. Yoga with Adrian, amazing, amazing stuff. She's um, she's been changing the game in the yoga world for a while. Yeah, it's really great. The last few weeks, I've been trying to not watch the videos because I realized that maybe the videos were a good way to start learning the the postures and the sort of mm -hmm. moves or positions. Um, so for the last few weeks, I've just been trying to create my own like little flows and it's just quiet in my room and it feels really nice to do that without any outside sounds. So yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. I, I don't know what I'm doing, but it feels good. Well, so. I don't, you might know more than, you know, you get maybe. Yeah. <laughs> So let's let's talk about kindness. Um, you recently, somewhat recently, wrote an article on uh, a blog post about kindness. Mm -hmm. And um, would you want to speak more on who inspired that and why you felt compelled to write about kindness? Sure, for sure. So I think the person that inspires me the most is my dad. Um, he was just the guy that everybody knew and loved he everybody knew his name because he was just that person who wanted to connect with you and wanted to know your name and wanted to know how you were doing and how your family was doing and he just it seemed to make him feel good and it seemed to make others feel good and you know when you're having a hard day sometimes it's that person who talks to you and wants to know how you're doing or I don't know, tells you a silly dad joke or, you know, helps you pick up something you've dropped or 
I don't even know. It's, it's, I just noticed those moments, those days where someone does that for me, it just, just those small little baby things are what makes the day better. So, and I love connecting with people. Sometimes I feel like um, people are a little wary because we sort of live in a world where it's don't stranger danger, danger stranger. Uh (laughs) So, um, but I, I also have been learning how to be more kind to myself. Like, would I speak to someone else that way? No, I wouldn't speak to somebody else that way. So I try to think of that whenever I'm talking to myself too. So I just feel like everybody could benefit just from being a little more kind to each other. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And and in your, in your, blog post you mentioned um sort of this term Richardism mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's my dad yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's just like doing things the way that he would have done them so I just try to remind myself like what would my dad do mm-hmm. WWRD yeah <laughs> what would Richard do yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's funny because when I think of kindness, I maybe the teenager in me is like, oh, that's not cool, you oh, know, yeah. like like yeah. the punk rock teenager mm-hmm. rebellious uh, self is like, oh, that's not cool, <laughs> you know. But then it's like, no, it's actually really cool. Uh, like yeah. it's it's compassion and it's a sign of maturity. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I uh, I feel like everyone's kind of facing, um, facing themselves, you know, more so these days and you either cultivate self-compassion or you don't, you know, in these times where, you know, we're having to look a little deeper inward. Um, Mm -hmm. where am I? Let's see where we're going. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's see. Oh, um, health coaching. So I'm not, I'm curious what exactly is a health coach and you kind of answered that um up top at the beginning Mm -hmm. would you want to elaborate more for those who want to know more about what a health coach actually is Uh, yeah yeah definitely i think that most people um would think that health coaching is like for people who are looking to probably lose weight of some sort um And that, for the most part, the industry is full of people who do that. The job that I had prior to this, that's what we helped most people with, was um, helping them change their lifestyle, like to to instill long-term sustainable habits. Um, Because we know that that's like a difficult thing. And our lives are so busy that making changes can be really difficult for some people. So... Usually when people, the people that I've helped in the past that wanted to lose weight was because of health conditions they were trying to either lessen or get rid of. So we had a lot of people with diabetes and heart issues, people with high cholesterol and hypertension, those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I continue on to have my own practice, I, of course, would still love to do the health and nutrition, but I, I want to focus a little bit more on the things that a lot of people don't focus on, which are the things like mental health and doing things that are grounding for us and talking about other 
things that go into it. Sleep, for instance, mm. our relationships with people, our relationship with money, um, the space that we live in, what does that even look like? How can we change that to make ourselves feel better? Um, those sorts of things. So a health coach is someone who just guides you, essentially. We're sort of your uh, accountability partner. We meet with you every week. We go over your challenges. We celebrate your wins because you got to do that. That's what makes moving forward easier. Um, So those sorts of things. We tackle the things that most of us have trouble with. So yeah, that's what health coaching is all about. Since we are now in a major world shift, and it's even more important now than ever to support one another and stand up for what and who we believe in. And I wanted to have a section in each episode called a spotlight corner, and I want it to highlight Black, Indigenous, people of color, LGBTQ plus communities, businesses, and organizations specifically in those areas. And let me say in no way is this a paid advertisement or a sponsorship. It's simply people and organizations who I think are awesome. And I would like to show my support in some way. And I hope to inspire you to support them as well. Lately, I've been taking virtual online classes with uh, Erica Nix. It's called Workout with Erica Nix. Oh my God, it's cardio, it's dancing. Both I've always been somewhat resistant and self-conscious about, but Erica makes it so fun that the time really flies when I take her classes. You learn a little bit of every dance. You learn how to cheerlead. She teaches you rave moves. You even learn how to dance to the song called Bubble Butt. These classes have been so good for me. I sweat, I get my heart rate up. Erica is a knowledgeable teacher, but she also doesn't take herself too seriously, which I really like. Dancing is so out of my comfort zone. And what I like about these online classes is I'm in the comfort of my own home, uh, learning something new, which is doable. I'm going to stick to it. Um, I've also been feeling disconnected from my LGBTQ plus community from COVID. And so this is a great way to stay connected to like-minded people as well. I want to give Erica some props because she's been teaching these workouts for years to her community in Austin. And she holds a safe, fun space for people who may not always feel welcome or even comfortable in traditional workout environments. So if you would like to check out Workout with Erica Nix, I'll put her info in the show notes. She has a Patreon with different tiers. It's very affordable. You can get a lot for your money. I pay $5 a month and I get access to all of her live virtual classes. On average, I'll take three of her classes a week for $5 a month. That is a steal. I hope you feel inspired in supporting Erica uh, and what she's doing. I know you will have so much fun working out with her 
to be honest, we need as much lighthearted activities as we can get these days. So maybe I'll see you in class soon. So Hannah, you are currently going to school for health coaching. Uh, remind me the name, uh, Integrative. Oh, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people have gone there. Every time I find somebody new, new like Sahara Rose, I really like her a lot. Uh -huh. I found out that she 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 went there. She is a she is an alumni. So every time I I've met a bunch of people out in the the world, mm -hmm. and they tell me what they do, and I ask them where they went, and they and they went there. They've been around since the '90s, so I believe they've been around the longest. Uh, and uh, Sahara Rose, uh, would you like to explain what she does? I I know that she focuses on a lot of like spirituality and she does the Ayurvedic sort of yes. background. So um, she's really, and, and I know Deepak Chopra thinks she's like the, the best, the up and coming millennial um, who's doing all of these really great things. She has a podcast too, which is wonderful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you'll graduate from the the institute when exactly? Um, the end of this year. Okay. We'll start taking clients next week. Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah, we get to start doing our website and you know get all of our our stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So where do you see new new moon well being long term? Um. Well. I would like it to sort of be a, a community in a sense, like having resources for people who are looking to better themselves. So the podcast is for people who want to listen and hear conversations with other people. And then the blog is just me writing about topics that sometimes relate to what's going on on the podcast, but also other things I think people could take value from. And then eventually, here soon, hopefully, um, then I'll have the practice so that I can take clients. And I want to do all sorts of things. Like, I would really like to do some community work where we have like group meetings where we could get together and have conversations about those things so they can hear from other people that what they're going through is is similar to something they're going through so um so sort of doing that yeah so a supportive community so yeah. everyone feels supported uplifted mm -hmm. they have sort of this um maybe second family almost yeah um, definitely and my dream would be to have like a sort of like a co-op kind of idea where it's all of these sort of holistic health practitioners so yoga teachers acupuncturists anybody who's doing like physical therapy then there would be health coaching just sort of like a, a, a bunch of resources for people to be able to get all the things that they need with people who are like-minded yeah so, same okay. values yeah, yeah. So like a one-stop shop it sounds For sure like. yeah very yeah. cool i think so yeah um what do you wish you would have known uh when you started out on this path of becoming a health coach hmm that's a great question um i think when i started down this path i was feeling like maybe it was just a, a backup plan to what I had originally wanted to do, which was 
um, be a dietitian or um, a psychologist of some sort. Um, but the more that I went forward with it, the more I realized that it felt so much better than what I had expected. So sometimes I think stepping out of your comfort zone to do something you're not completely sure of um, can, it's uncomfortable for sure. And it's kind of scary because you're putting into this and you're not sure what you're going to get out of it. So I would say to do things, what I, what I wish I had known going into it was that you should listen to yourself. Like if your heart is telling you this feels right, listen to it because you're probably right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so yeah, just follow what feels good, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is that, that is advice that you would give to someone wanting to get into health coaching or is there additional advice you would give to someone wanting to get into the profession you're now in? Well, I believe that anybody can get into health coaching. I have seen a few people who struggle with connecting with others. Um, So if you feel like that might be difficult for you, I would say, don't shy away from it, just practice. Sometimes it just takes practice learning how, I mean, you might be meeting with someone you don't know anything at all. Just go into it with the mind of a child, ask questions. So if that's something that scares you or is intimidating for you is connecting with people, it just takes practice. You can practice on your family members, you can practice on your friends and just, you'll gain confidence over the long run so yeah so that leads me into uh, my next question you mentioned have the mind of a child be curious what are you curious about right now um well I think I will be a forever student um and so right now I'm I just got a few books on Ayurvedic um you know that sort of stuff because I've been trying to understand how to find everybody's different and I know I'm different and sometimes approaching it with just nutrition isn't what you need Mm -hmm. and that's sort of like a whole other realm of things so um, one of the things I was reading about is all the doshas and like Mm -hmm. how the different times of day are particular to certain doshas and if you go to bed at a certain time you should wake up at a certain time and when your mind is more creative it's just it's so much information but it's so cool to even think about and it's really fun to learn so yeah yeah so just a brief overview of the doshas just so in case people are curious um you have three uh three different kind of energies that occur in nature but they're in everything they're in us they're in times of day they're in the seasons you have the vata which is the air ether and then you have pitta which is fire with a touch of water and then you have kapha which is earth with a touch of water yeah and um, you know which one you are (laughs) there's a lot going on in this doshic constitution Uh, I'm mostly tridoshic. I was born Vata and I have a little bit of a Vata Kapha imbalance right now because I spent so many, so I, I'm lacking a lot of that fire, that Pitta, uh, if, 
<laughs> not yeah. to be really nerdy, but if you look at like my astrology charts, <laughs> like, there's hardly any fire. Oh, yeah. The fire shows up, I think, in my work, but I don't think it shows up in other areas. It's just a very interesting. Um, but, but what's so trippy about learning about the doshas and learning about your own constitution, like you're saying, it's not just nutrition, but it's um, nutrition plays a huge role mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in this ancient uh, Indian medicine. Uh, but like putting oil on your body is a okay. thing. You, yeah. you need more kapha, more earth. And uh, I mean, it, it's just really interesting, like times of day you should get up. What are you? Your vata? Your vata pitta, I would imagine. Well, I know I'm a tri- I took I took a quiz. And oh, yeah, tried notion. Yeah, it told me I was trying, but I every time I read anything about kapha or kapha, however you pronounce uh-huh. it, I am like, that's me. I know that's you me. Have a- you have a lot of heart. You're very con- like just you talking about your daily practice of yoga. Very consistent. Yeah, I like routine. I know that much, and I don't generally like body wise. I don't. I guess I get cold easily. That's not very pitta. Yeah, body wise, I would think. Um, and my stomach like never hurts, so I think I'm doing all right with that. But they say to eat something warm in the morning, and I've been trying to do that. And yeah, um, the tongue scraping. I've been. Oh yeah, yeah. Helpful. Yeah. You know, the thing about Ayurveda, like attracts like, and opposites bring balance. And I hate oatmeal. I just don't <laughs> like oatmeal yeah. and I like every food. I don't like ice cream sandwiches. I don't like oatmeal. I don't like Asian pears, but that's it. And um, one of my clients was basically shaming me for not liking oatmeal, but, I, but it's opposites bring balance. Like that would be good for me to have in the morning, but I just hate it. Yeah. I do the steel cut oats and I just make Ooh. myself eat them. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. I think I might grow up eventually and like just do it but i i yeah. just oh anyway oh okay so going down a tangent of this but i you just said something earlier about health coaching and and then now we're talking about doshas and i just thought i'd share this um uh lynn chang careers in was on an episode recently on yoga and podcast and she does holistic um basically career coaching cool and we're talking about the doshas so i just thought i'd mention this you can, um, different doshas, different energies, people want to work differently. So there, she calls it, instead of vata, pitta, kapha, she calls it head, heart, hands. Mm-hmm. So the fiery would be the hands, the kapha, the earth would be the heart. And mm-hmm. then the, you know, the head would be the vata, the air, the ether. And I think you have a lot of heart. And I think people with a lot of that kapha, that heart, you know, I think they're going to gravitate towards the health coaching. Yeah. Because they want to help people. For sure. So anyway, I don't know. I just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's super interesting. It's like, I, um, I, it's hard to find, you know, when you're growing up, people are, you have all of these choices of what you're supposed to do with your life. And yeah, I guess it it can be kind of daunting because you're like, what am I supposed to pick? Like I did, I was in the kitchen forever. So it's like weird to be on the other side. Now I'm, I'm not in the ki- kitchen. I'm on the other side telling 
-hmm. giving, sharing. It's just weird. I know I want to help people. I know that's like Mm -hmm. my purpose, but like trying to figure out where, what, how do I do that? What do I do with this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a journey, but I think you're on the right path. It sounds like it sounds yeah. like, I mean, it, you know what? I met you before you did your podcast and quite honestly, people tell me all the time, they're like, Oh, I want to do a podcast. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you, like the next week you did it. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> honestly, I don't think making a podcast is easy, but starting a podcast is hard. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you just boom did it like oh I'm gonna do it and then the next week you manifested it doing it that tells me you're on the right path because if you weren't on the right path there would be tons tons of resistance you wouldn't even get like you wouldn't even get it off the ground if it wasn't your path I mean, that's what I think yeah yeah um, well I mean you were very helpful so. I think that you helped me get it off the ground. Like you supported me. I I had, I felt, I felt so supported. I was like, I know this girl, she's telling me what I should do, how I should do things. So it just made it so much more. Oh, I'm blushing. I'm over here. You can't see me, but I'm blushing. (laughs) I literally was like, get, get the anchor app. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's like all he said. I was like, get the anchor app. And then the next week you're like, boom. Um, so anyway, and, and those, I highly recommend your podcast. I recommend your, uh, your blogs. They're very inspirational. They're very, very vulnerable and very, um, also very inspiring and uplifting. Um, how do you reset personally? Um, so I know it's not obvious, but I'm very introverted. So I like to reset by myself. Um, doing whatever. I would say walking with a podcast playing is my favorite thing to do. I'm exercising my body, even if it's hot out. I'm like, this feels great. And I'm just jamming in my podcast and I'm like feeding my brain, but I'm by myself and it, and that feels really nice. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. And I love, you know, there's something about that. Um, I don't know how, but somehow it feels almost social to mm-hmm. walk and listen to someone talk yeah yeah you know? like yeah. It, I mean, it's You're just not listening so, yeah. yeah yeah there's something about it that they're somehow, in your ears you know? it like satisfies a social need which mm-hmm. I, I i'm also an introvert i don't have a huge social need but um yeah i love that too that's like my favorite thing Definitely. Um, okay is there anything i should have asked you but have not yet. Um, no, I don't think so. I think you asked a lot of really great questions. So you know what? I'm going to ask you one more question that we didn't. It's not in the outline, um, but it's what is your favorite to go order at your hometown restaurant? My hometown restaurant. Let's see. Okay, well, oh no, well, I guess this changes because I'm vegan now. So if I weren't, can I answer this in two segments? <laughs> if I'm vegan or if I'm not? For episode, you can do whatever you want. Okay. Okay, if I weren't vegan, which I am, I would say Brahms. <laughs> okay. And this is not a meal. This is just something I really love. 
they have the best a root beer floats i've ever had in my life and b they have the best hot fudge sundays ever and i love hot fudge. So, yeah and then there's a mexican restaurant there that we always used to go to um what is it called Wait, don where, pepe's where's there oh richardson texas okay so that's out right side of right outside of dallas uh, Don Pepe's is a Mexican restaurant or Tex-Mex that used to be called, what was it called? I something, don't know. Something really silly. What did you say? You said Pepe's? Don Pepe's. Yeah. Don Pepe's. Okay. Oh, it used to be called Mexico. Mexico's when I was a kid, I think. And I remember when we used to go to, to the restaurant when I was a kid, we stopped going there because they didn't have booster seats. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, but now I always every time we're in Dallas, I love to go there and they have the best spinach and mushroom enchiladas. They are bomb. Yeah. Oh my god, that sounds good. Yeah. Would so, you get them now and just not have them put cheese on it? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so funny. There's another person I interviewed on the podcast who's also vegan and she lives she was talking about a place outside of Houston for her home to and it was spinach mushroom mm. um, enchiladas without any cheese. So good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. a vegan thing, yeah. So yeah. you lived in Richardson, Texas and your father is named Richard? I know. Isn't that weird? And there was a business there called the Richards Group, and my brother's actual first name is Richard. And we wow. every time we would go by there, we were like, y'all should work there. We <laughs> <laughs> went to Richards. How weird would that be if, like, everybody that worked there was named Same Richard? Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Popular name, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Okay. I have another question that's off the uh, record or off okay. the outline. Um, because you really, you're saying I inspired you with the podcast. Thank you. Um, but you also inspire me, inspired me to really dive into sort of this vegan stuff, which I've always been really resistant to, but then I bought a high speed blender and it's just (laughs) a lot of free time, you know, to explore. Yeah. Uh, what is one, is there one vegan dish you would recommend non-vegans to try just to kind of blow their mind on how awesome the cooking it can be one vegan or two i mean um let's see i feel like my favorite vegan dish would just be tacos but i just really love tacos so um you know i think have you, you've, you've delved into the vegan cheese world, right? Well, I was going to say you made that vegan queso, which I was yeah. like, yes. The cashews. Yeah. And it's so, it's so, okay. When you're first becoming vegan, obviously these things aren't going to taste exactly like what you're used to, but I think that vegan queso is pretty, pretty up there. The consistency, the sort of like smokiness, you can add whatever you want. Yeah. You throw that on top, on top of some tacos, like black bean tacos or sweet potato tacos, or, um, you know, you could um, panko some avocado and pan fry it and then stick that in your taco and then put that queso mm. on top, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah, might I add, when you made that queso, you put tomato, chunks of tomatoes in it, and it just yeah. took it to the next level. 
Yeah. And, um, basically, you just put cashews in a high-speed blender and you with mm -hmm. like whatever spices and you put that on anything and it's going to make everything taste good. For sure. You can just eat it straight out of the bowl like I do too. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, I've never tried a, a I've made vegan pizza before, but the, the mozzarella that I make, it doesn't melt like regular mozzarella. So that's the only struggle there. I'm trying to find like a cheese that melts like mozzarella would, you know, and I'm not talking about shredded. I'm talking about like those big chunky slices. Yeah. Of mozzarella. Mm. There is a vegan chef. I know she's a yoga teacher. I'm an acquaintance with her. Um, she's working on a recipe right now. It's on her Instagram. Exactly what you're saying. It's mozzarella, the, the balls like melted and she's vegan. Mm -hmm. I'll uh, see what I can, information I can find for you. Yeah, that sounds so good. Great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, where can people find you? I am at New Moon Wellbeing on Instagram. I think I started a Facebook page, but if I'm going to be completely honest, I don't, I don't really... I don't really connect with Facebook very much, um, but I also have a website, newmoonwellbeing.org. Yeah. Okay. And that'll be in the show notes. Yeah. Newmoon.org. Okay. Um, yeah. I was like, the, you know, when you pick a domain name, you're, should I make this complicated? No, I'm just going to make it real simple. So yeah. Um, yeah. And you also have an Instagram, right? Oh yeah, yeah. At New Moon Wellbeing, or you can also check out my on my own my personal page too uh -huh. at underscore H Garland. So okay, and we'll make sure all that's in the show notes, so you're just one click away uh, from connecting with Hannah. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed having you, and I hope to have you back on soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode about yoga and well-being with the knowledgeable Hannah Garland. Maybe you feel more inspired to define just what exactly well-being means for you, what types of rituals, what types of practices, what can enhance you being your best self. And when you get a chance, check out Hannah's podcast, New Moon Wellbeing, because she has a lot of great information on there from her health coaching perspective. If you liked what you heard, please share this episode with your friends. Also, please consider supporting the podcast on our Patreon. There are exclusive member perks, and the link to that is in the show notes, or you can simply go to my website, ashleyweberyoga.com, to find out more. If you would like to help the podcast in another way, please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Reviews really, really help a podcast. If you leave us a review or become a Patreon member, we will mention you in our next episode and you'll be forever immortalized in this evergreen content. You can email us at yogaandpodcast at gmail.com. The and is spelled out Y-O-G-A-A-N-D podcast at gmail. Please follow us on Instagram, yoga and podcast, and let us know if you have any specific topics for future episodes. 
We now have merch such as coffee mugs, tote bags, t-shirts, and so much more. You can find out about all that on uh, ashleyweberyoga.com forward slash podcast. See you next week.